Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Yetta, do you know that today is the 356th show that we've done? And what does 356 have anything to do with anything? Well, in my dyslexic brain, I was thinking 365, which would be a whole year of shows. One and a day you could watch. Yeah. Oh my goodness, in the next couple of months, you could actually watch an inside <laughs> track every day for an entire year. I'm not saying you want to, you just you could. could. You although could. we've deleted some of them. A couple. Because the material was stale dated, so we took it off of our YouTube channel. Yeah. Today's show is all about who wants to become a millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? And over the last mm. 29, I'm closing in on 30 years, the Decker team has helped and had the honor of helping yeah. over 2,380 families. Right. Or individuals, right? Like when we yeah. say families, it could be a singular person or it could be a couple or it could be somebody with three kids or it could be grandparents. It's yeah. individual family units from one to who knows how much yeah. to really increase their financial wealth. Yes. And probably the most significant part of that story is they've done the hard work. We've just given some insights and we've done it ourselves. And the other significant part of the story is it's not just about financial wealth. It's about wealth really in all areas of our life. Mm -hmm. But today we're talking about financial yes, wealth. Yes, we are. Through real estate in particular. And mm. I'm Ken Decker, the author of The Wealth Formula. And I'm Yetta Decker, the co-author or the co-liver. <laughs> the inspiration. <laughs> and, and we learn these things together. So Ken was the one that actually hand wrote the book. And he actually, maybe you heard this story on another show, hand wrote the book the first time he wrote half of it and then left it in an ambulance when I was sick mm -hmm. and never to return and got to start all over again. And I think the second book was better than the first book anyway. Well, it certainly was a second shot at it. Yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. And so that really chronicles not just our life, it chronicles the life of people that we have worked with and journeyed with. And how do you get to the point where you're really living, not for the money at all, except living comfortably within the money and doing the things with it that excite you, living your legacy even while you're here on earth still. And so we want to take some of those principles and teach from that and yeah. have been for the last 25 years. So this show is about making a million dollars through real estate and I've really simplified it, just bringing it down to really the, the, you know, the top five or six things of why real estate is such a great vehicle to build that financial wealth. Right. And if you're thinking, well, of course you two are going to say real estate's the gig. Well, because we're realtors and we own a real estate brokerage and it, and yet if you do it right, it can work for anybody. Get the right team, get the right mindset, do the right things. And over time, real estate and over time, 
was a vital com comment there. Mm -hmm. Over time, real estate is, I'm going to say, the best way of building wealth. I mean, there's business ownership. There's other things as well, some that are higher risk. But certainly real estate over time is really a simple, guaranteed winning formula. Yeah. And the first, the first, what am I going to call it? First step, first understanding, first mm -hmm. thing that you want to understand mm -hmm. is the rule of 72. And the reason you want to understand the rule of 72 is basically you take your rate of return, divide it into 72, and then that's going to give you how many years, roughly, it's not perfectly accurate, but roughly, how many years it's going to take for your money to double. And it's not an exact science, right? Like, it's not exactly that the rule is 72. It's a generalization. At certain interest rates, it seems to work better than at other interest rates, but it's a basic rule of thumb that you can use. To so let's give an example. If you're at 12% rate of return, mm -hmm. how many years is that that it will take your money to double? Six years. Right. So approximately six years. Right. And if I'm sitting at a 2% rate of return. Right. 36 years. Right. And if I'm dealing with what interest rates right now are, say, on a bank, is that not less than 1%? Uh, no, I've seen some two and a half percent actually. Wow. I've seen uh, close to three for a five year GIC. Okay, so if it's a three year rate of return, it's going to 3%. take you three percent, sorry, mm -hmm. three percent. How many years is it going to take me to oh, double now my you money? Did my math, that's 24. Okay, so 24, 24 is that years. right? Yeah. yeah, that's not fast enough. Cause <laughs> no, because that's a, more than a generation. Yeah. Yeah, the problem with 24 years, plus you've got to factor in rate of inflation, which may be hovering around 1.5% to 3%. So rate of reflation, inflation? inflation may actually be absorbing all of the growth that you're getting if you just put it in the bank oh, or more. That's kind of scary. Yeah, so you'll still have double the money. It just won't have double the buying power. No, it's going to be like it's going to have the buying power of what it was when you first put it in there. So therein lies the rub. Many people aren't going to be able to save, if they want to save a million dollars or right. to, to retire effectively, some people say you need a million, you might need two, you might need three, whatever it is. To try and save that money without the power of compound interest, I, I think Einstein said that it's the most powerful force in the, on the earth is compound interest. So... If you're just saving money, mm -hmm. so let's say you, you know you, an average family combined income makes uh, $100,000 in a year, let's say. And let's say they put away 10%. So that's $10,000. Right. So if they save $10,000 for 50 years, it's $500,000. $500, yeah. They're still not at a million. Right. Right? So we need the power of compound interest. We need the power of investments that actually grow in value faster than the rate of inflation. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. So yet, why real estate? Well, real estate has a couple of unique advantages that virtually nothing else does. And one of them is untaxed growth. 
So as you own the piece of real estate, because I'm gonna, we're gonna encourage that often, especially in the Ottawa real estate market, that buy and hold is a great real estate strategy. I mean, you can do buy and flip. That's a conversation for another show. And as I'm thinking about this untaxed growth, I want to say that we're not financial planners. I want to put a little disclaimer in there, even from our previous comments about the rule of 72 and where to invest and how to invest. Certainly having a financial planner that is part of your um, strategy can be fantastic. We certainly have through the wealth formula, a book that the one that Ken referred to, um, coached a lot of people and there's a lot of valuable insights in it that will help you move forward. And yet we're not planners. No. We're, so we'll no. be careful not to misrepresent. And yet real estate allows you that untaxed growth. So if I put, um, buy a property that's, I'm going to use, as round numbers as I can, $400,000, and I invest 25%. So I invest $100,000 into the property. My growth is going to be based on the $400,000 as the property appreciates in value, even though I invested only $100,000. When the growth, let's say, becomes $600,000 over the next several years, 50% increase in value, which is certainly we've seen that in our time in real estate, you're not paying tax on that growth until you sell the property. So we can keep growing. You now have an extra $200,000 and you haven't paid any tax on the growth of your investment. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing. It's more, it's more than a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a, like an incredible thing because what happens with other types of investments? Well, again, certain types, like if it's stocks or mutuals, they only trigger a tax situation if you sell them. Right. Unless it's interest. Interest you pay tax on no matter what. So if you earn $10,000 in interest in 2018, right. you'll be being taxed on that money in 2019, whether you took it out or not. Now, the caveat to that is if you had it in an RRSP or a TFSA, tax-free savings account, then those things are non-taxable. Right. Now, RRSP is tax-deferred. Right. That's what I was going to say. So it's not taxed while it's in there, but then when you start taking it out, then you're going to pay the tax on the money. Right. On all of it, because also your investment, not just the growth, but on your initial investment when you bring it out, because... You save tax when you put it into the RSP. Right. So the, the effect of untaxed growth is it has a way of growing faster. Because if I have to pay tax on every dime that I earn, I really, depending on the tax rate I'm at, it's maybe 30%, 40%, 50%. I'm losing, so to speak, half of my ability to reinvest that money. Mm -hmm. Can you say it's simpler than I just did? No, I think you've said it pretty simply. Okay. It's a matter of every time you touch your money, the government's going to tax it. So every time you get bored and you want to play with your money, like sell a property or sell your investments because you've got some growth on it and you want to recognize that, realize that, you're going to take that cash out, you're going to pay tax on it. So simply put, Buy and hold is a wealth building strategy 
whether you're in mutual fund stocks or real, real estate. estate. Now, again, the caveat is if you've got it in an RSP or a TFSA, you can move it into another investment or move it into cash inside, still underneath the umbrella of that registered investment, and there won't be any tax on it. But the moment you take it out, now not TFSA, tax-free savings account, you can take it out, you can visit your money, not pay any tax on it, and then you're allowed after a year to reinvest that money if you want. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. It is very cool. So the third thing for real estate, why I love real estate, is you can leverage your money. And I would only do this in a in a stable market. If you're in a market that's up volatile, and down, if you're in a volatile market, don't leverage your money. We implore, like we, in fact, would even beg you not to do any investing unless leveraged, 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 leveraged investing. Because you may still need to have a home that you live in. Because if you're paying somebody else's mortgage, maybe it's better to pay your own, even if you're in a volatile real estate market. So if it's leveraged, stay away from volatility. We've all heard the stories of so many people that have lost a lot of money and lost their homes and had to leave because they were over leveraged. And over leveraged is different for everybody. So it really is a one-on-one -on -one assessment. This is a time where you really want to look at your numbers, understand your numbers, and have professional help in understanding your numbers if you're not certain of what you're looking at. And even if you are certain of what you're looking at, getting confirmation of what you're seeing is, again, a beautiful thing. So when I talked about 20, because some people will say, well, I don't understand even what, what do you mean by leverage? Well, if I bought that investment property that was $400,000, and I gave $100,000 toward the down payment plus my closing costs, then I am leveraging the rest of the purchase price of that property. So the $300,000, that is leveraged. Right. So with 25% down, what happens is, mm. let's say the property goes up 5%. If you put 25% down, that's your four times leveraged, yep. right? Your 25, your 100,000 is now invested 400,000 four times, right? So if you make 5% rate of return, in other words, the market, the real estate market generally went up 5%, it would be And four, on average per year in the auto market, it's between right four and a half and 5%. Yep. So it's a number that's kind of fun for us to work with. Yeah, it's a very common number. Because it's close to accurate for the auto real estate market over the long haul. Yes. There's years that have been, three years, where they actually went down several years where it was reasonably low or flat over the last, say, 30, 40 years in the real estate mm -hmm. market. And then some years where we even hit double digit in the Ottawa market, yes. which is really uncommon. Yeah. And really the wealth growing potential at double digits is crazy. Right. And when, you, when real estate goes down, bear in mind, the same factor occurs. So now, real estate has gone down three times in the last 25 years since that's, I've been in real estate. Yep, that's what I just said. The yes. year you started, and I know you believe you caused, caused the it. downturn. Yes, yep. exactly. It. Yep. But it only went down like 1%. So if you're leveraged at four times, if it goes down 1%, you lost 4% of your equity. Does that make sense? Yep. 
Now it made up very quickly when it came back, it jumped up 10, 15%. So now what that means is let's go back to that 5% because right. that's kind of the average. 5% four times means you're making a 20% rate of return. Right. Not too many people are making that. Not very often. Right. And that's why leverage is such a beautiful thing. Yes, and a stable investment. Right. If it's a volatile investment where it can go down, you can eat up your equity very quickly. That happened in the late, um, in the in the Great Depression in the 20s. And other times since. Yes. But what happened there was they allowed a lot of leveraging in the stock market. And the market was going up, 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 up. And so people thought, oh, we can't lose. So they would put, let's say they take that same 100000 but they would buy $400,000 in stocks. Well, as soon as those stocks started falling, the person that loaned them the extra money said, whoa, 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 we're the ones that are at risk here. You had the 100000 It's now worth three hundred. We want to call in our loan. We want our three hundred back. Well, it's still worth three hundred. So guess who lost the hundred? The original guy that had went out and leveraged. Right. So you want to be so cautious when you're leveraging, and that's why we are big proponents of real estate because over the long haul, they make money. Right. It makes money. It would be pretty rare for a piece of property to go down to. Zero or down 25% even would be yeah. like crazy. In the Ottawa market. I mean, I yeah. know it's happened in other countries and, and in other places. Ottawa is a very beautiful, unique, yeah. and stable market. And Canada has one of the strongest yes. financial industries controlled by mm. the government. And yeah. that's why we have a super strong banking industry or yeah, lending do. industry. And it was the actual, in the U.S., it was the lenders that created poor lending practices that caused, first of all, the real estate to rise in value too fast. Too much, too fast, too soon. Which then caused yep. it to fall in 2008. And by the way, now in 2018, 20... Well, we're in 2019 now. Yeah, I know. But in 2018, <laughs> values had gained way above where they were in the boom of 20, 2008, just before the bust. Right. So, so people that stayed careful. in real estate are okay still. Right. It's the ones that lost it because they were over leveraged. Mm -hmm. Banks got nervous, pulled back. Also, they lended improperly, and so they lended too much money to people that couldn't afford to pay it back. Right. So there were lots of things that took place there. Yeah. So mortgage pay down. Mm -hmm. That is another way of gaining investment or wealth within real estate. And that's simply especially if it's an investment property. I love it even yeah, more. Because it happens in your residential home. Of course it does. Like we're gaining wealth by paying our mortgage down. Yeah, because we have time. one again. We do have one again, but yeah. we made a choice to leverage our home Yes. to invest in business opportunities and exactly. other real estate. So, Right. I know, I know, but it was kind of a hard pill to swallow. Have you ever been mortgage-free and then you've chosen not to be mortgage-free? That's actually kind of a tricky feeling and that creates a lot of anxiety for a lot of us. Yes. And yet it can be incredibly wise because, as Ken would say, it's just a shell game. Yes. Do you want to explain your shell game? Sure. If you have all your equity under one roof, we'll call that the shell, the roof, 
and then you take some of that equity and you move it under another roof. Now you got two shells or two roofs. Same amount of equity, just divided, increasing leverage. Right. Which we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah. Which then increases your value. And a matter of fact, Yetta, how we made our first million dollars, like how we got to a million dollars in net worth. You don't think I know? How was it? <laughs> By leveraging into real estate. Yes. So the reason we have a mortgage on our house is how we built over a million dollars in net worth. Right, exactly. And Taking so, that uncomfortable, call it a risk if you like, we did what seems uncomfortable rather than just pay our mortgage down, down, down. We took the equity out of our mm -hmm. house and bought other properties with it. Right, and then they all went up in value. Mm -hmm. which is so nice because then somebody else paid down my mortgage. I didn't even have to do it. Someone else wrote me a check every month. Yeah, so if you're getting a rental, let's say let's say it's a $400,000 rental and there's maybe $1,500 mortgage on it. Uh, today's interest rate, about half of that is mortgage pay down. Yeah. So when the tenant's paying you a mortgage or paying you the rent, and you pay your, your taxes, your insurance, and your mortgage with that, recognize that about 700 of that on a 1500, 700 to 800, is actually mortgage pay down. So it's like putting money in your bank account every, every month, month. Which is fantastic. And getting a copy of the wealth formula, if you're thinking some of this sounds like too much for me, I'm not following you, or maybe you're saying I've already done this six times and I'm like, I'm with you and this is working great, hmm. you'll probably still find there's some insights in the wealth formula that will help you do it quicker, sooner, faster. One of our um, acquaintances just recently actually purchased a copy of the wealth formula. I was chatting with her yesterday and she said, you know, what I love, Yetta, about Ken's book, she said, I have read lots of financial books, I've applied lots of, or attempted to apply lots of the principles, and yet of everybody I've read and everybody I've listened to, the wealth formula in Ken Decker has actually created for me an opportunity to have an action plan where my wealth building will be significantly shifted in 2019 and nobody else has been able to offer me that. So that wasn't from my mouth. Yeah, and then I, and let me say this, because I, I, I know this person, I know Liz, yeah. and she's actually in the US. Yeah. And what I love about that is it wasn't that my financial principles were different than no. anybody else's. Because <laughs> guess where I got them from? From reading tons of and financial books. It. And, and living, living it. it yeah. Through experience. What got her into action was the emotional story yeah. of reading a couple's journey as they got themselves out of debt and built wealth. Right. And it touched the heart. Because the mind, the decisions we make to spend are not always wise because they're, <laughs> no, they're, they're done emotional. from emotional, right? They're emotional yeah. decisions to buy. And it's the same thing to pay off debt or to invest. You got to hit the emotion mm -hmm. before it goes to the head to make the decision. And that's what the book allowed for her. Right, which is fantastic. I love that. Yeah. So number five, releverage. Right, and which is which, kind of what we were a little bit talking about, just that concept of t maybe paying down my mortgage, maybe paying hmm. off my mortgage, and yeah. then re 
pulling out some money from that property and letting it make money quicker for me. Right. So we have a plan that if you have, say, about $80,000 yeah. and you put it into real estate, about every five years when the mortgage comes due, if you do a five-year mortgage, you probably, the market's done what it normally does, you'll have enough equity in that house to pull that rental property, to pull out another down payment for another one. So every five years, you double the number of homes or investment properties you have. Right. So at year five, you've got one, you buy another one. So um, now you got two, like year one, you have one, year five, you have two. At year 10, you have four. Yeah. At year 15, 15 you have about eight. eight. <laughs> we can both do math. Yeah. That is so good. Now, if Simple you, math Now, if anyway. you hold off at eight and just stay there, in about five years, you're going to have over a million dollars in equity. Yep. Boom. Just made a millionaire. Which is so cool, right? 15 to 20 years to make a millionaire. Yeah. But the trick is you got to come up with the first eighty dollars to $100,000 to make that happen. Right. And yet what you just said about that is that was taking not another 80000 or another 200000 out, like outside of the real estate. That's just really the increase based on that original eighty or hundred thousand dollars, and what happens with it over time yeah. because it's leveraged. Because of the leverage, the right. growth in the equity, and your mortgage paydown, those two factors drive the the bus, so to speak, yeah. to allow you to do that. Now, are there headaches? Yes, there's some headaches. You got the, some tenants. You might have to kick someone out. You got to collect rent. There's different things. you got to maintain a property. But is it worth being paid a million dollars to do cool. some of that work? Right. It's I think thing. it is. And then the other nice thing with real estate, which I don't want to forget about before we say bye for today. Oh, my goodness. Is this half hour just the, flew by. Is the preferential tax treatment hmm. that is on capital gains on the growth. So when I do sell, although I'm going to pay tax on it, I'm going to pay it at least on the first several hundreds of thousands, a preferential tax rate. Yes. And it's only on the equity, not growth. on the equity growth, but well, the, the, the growth of the value. So if right. I paid 400 for it, it's worth 600 now. It's the 200,000. Right. On the mortgage pay down, you actually will pay tax on that as you're paying it off during the year during the years yeah uh, but you get the deduct because you get you get your rent which is paying that down you get to deduct your expenses but there may be a slight tax implication because you the property may make a little bit of money each year which isn't all bad right because it's another income source so if you're looking to make income rental this isn't what we've talked about so much today and yet that's another avenue is how do I buy the right investment property so I can actually make some income today and my expenses aren't greater than my income. Yeah, like my Brockville property or our Brockville property, excuse yeah. me, mm -hmm. I get in trouble sometimes uh -huh. when I say that. I say mine because I was the one that went and did the work. Um, I just write on your coattails. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, that property was cash flowing over $1,000 a month. So yeah. we chunked it down on the mortgage and we've got only maybe 35000 left on it. So in about eight years, we paid off the majority of the mortgage. 
Now I said to my investors, hey, do you want to go look for another property? Because we should probably be re-leveraging this property, buying other ones that are going to cash flow as well, and start increasing our leverage again. Right, because now the rate of return goes down, but that is for another show. So <laughs> we um, encourage you to call us if you're if you're confused rather than got more clarity where hopefully you got more clarity about how the compound effect works in real estate because it has certainly worked for us and so many of our clients that have done it and yet if there's questions that have popped up because sometimes you get a new concept if this is new to you it increases your questions give us a call 613-860-4663 and maybe first pick up a copy of the wealth formula read it and then we can have a great conversation yeah, because we want you to thrive in your home and life. We're excited to be your partners in moving forward. Do you want to